Hey, faithful listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Joshua. Hello and good morning, faithful listeners, and welcome to a brand new book of the Bible. We are starting in Joshua today. And for those of you who have been listening in to the podcast for the past couple of years, you have gone through seven whole books of the Bible, which is so cool. Well, no, actually, it's more than that, isn't it? Seven, five, five books of the Old Testament and almost four books of the New Testament. So nine, almost nine whole books of the Bible. That is very impressive. So pat yourselves on the back. And let's go ahead and start with Joshua chapter one. And I'm going to be reading the entire thing today, the entire chapter of Joshua one. And just to let you guys know, for the next few days in Joshua, I will be reading full chapters because there's not a lot of good like breaking points. Like the chapter itself is a good place to stop, basically. So for the next few days, I'm going to be talking about full chapters, but then I'll go back to the whole uh, breaking up the chapters after that. So let's read Joshua chapter one. As I always do, I'm going to be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible. But please feel free, as always, to grab the version of the Bible that you prefer and also answer this question for me. What is your favorite version of the Bible? I know I've asked that one before, but I love hearing from you guys. And if you ever have a prayer request or just want to introduce yourself, please feel free to contact me. All my information is linked in the description of this podcast episode. So let's read Joshua chapter one, verses one through 18, the entire thing today. And we're going to discuss this and we are going to discuss courage and Joshua, who he is, and actually something kind of interesting at the very end of the chapter that didn't stand out to me before reading it this time around. So we're going to talk about that as well. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of Yahweh, Yahweh spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses's servant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go across this Jordan, you and all these people to the land which I am giving to them, even to the children of Israel. I have given you every place that the sole of your foot will tread on, as I told Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your border. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you, nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous." Be careful to observe to do according to the law which Yahweh my servants commanded you. Don't turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. Haven't I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. For Yahweh your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the middle of the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare food, for within three days you are to pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which Yahweh your God gives you to possess. Joshua spoke to the Reubenites and to the Gadites and to the half-tribe of Manasseh, saying, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of Yahweh, commanded you, saying, Yahweh your God gives you rest and will give you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall live in the land which Moses gave you beyond the Jordan. But you shall pass over before your brothers armed, all the mighty men of valor, and shall help them until Yahweh has given your brothers rest. 
as he has given you, and they have also possessed the land which Yahweh your God gives them. Then you shall return to the land of your possession and possess it, which Moses, the servant of Yahweh, gave you beyond the Jordan towards the sunrise. They answered Joshua, saying, All that you have commanded us we will do, and wherever you send us we will go. Just as we listen to Moses in all things, so we will listen to you. Only may Yahweh your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your commandment and doesn't listen to your words in all that you command him shall himself be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. So on Friday, we discussed how Moses died. The end of season five, we talked about Moses's death. And actually, God was the one that buried Moses's body, which was kind of interesting. So no one knew where Moses was buried and only God knew. And yeah, I always wonder, maybe Joshua went up to like look for the body. But we know now that God was in direct communication with Joshua after Moses's death, because it says in verses one through nine, basically, that God is directly speaking to Joshua. And this is obviously because Joshua was the new leader of Israel and he needed to have fellowship with God the same way that Moses had fellowship with God in order for Joshua to be successful in everything that they were about to do. So it says that. Yahweh spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go across this Jordan, you and all the people. So I do wonder if this was before or after the time of mourning for Moses' death. It kind of seems like it was after the time of mourning and Joshua had already known that Moses was dead because I don't think Moses would have kept that from Joshua. It was pretty clear that Moses was going up the mountain to die basically at the very end of Deuteronomy. And I'm going to guess Moses didn't like keep that a secret from Joshua, who is going to be the new leader of Israel. He was probably pretty clear with him, like Joshua, I'm going up this mountain. I'm not coming back down basically. But it does say that after Moses died, there was a mourning period for Israel 30 days after his death, which was like the typical mourning period for, um, it seems like for people of this time period. So now God speaks to Joshua. I'm going to guess it's after the time of mourning because it seems like it's going pretty much in order of events. You know, Moses dies uh, in Deuteronomy, the very end. Then the people mourn in Deuteronomy. And then now in Joshua chapter one, which is a direct continuation of the story, God speaks to Joshua. And then Joshua is like, "Okay, in three days, we are going to take the promised land. But before Joshua says all this, God tells Joshua multiple times to be strong and courageous. He says it in verse six. He says it in verse seven. He says it in verse nine. And not only that, he said it also to Joshua chapters before this, back in Deuteronomy, when Joshua was becoming the leader in Moses's place. So why would God tell Joshua to be strong and courageous so many times? Well, because honestly, following God is very scary because God does not work the same way that we work. He does things that are so beyond us and we can't comprehend them a lot of times. And I'm sure anybody listening into this, if you've ever felt God like telling you to do something that you don't think is a good idea (laughs) initially, I can imagine you guys are probably also scared to follow that call of God when it seems really scary. I was actually watching this movie a while back with my husband. It's called Free Burma Rangers, if you haven't heard of it. I think it was produced by Francis Chan. But um, 
it was a really great movie. It was more of a documentary, but it was so good. And it was talking about the Free Burma Rangers. And the Free Burma Rangers are basically people who go around like helping war-torn areas and providing relief and comfort for people. Well, anyway, the Free Burma Rangers were invited, I think it was to Iraq. The one woman who was the wife of the guy that like founded the Free Burma Rangers, she was really scared to go to Iraq at first. But she just prayed about it and she was like, you know, it was so scary at first, but I just really felt like this was where we needed to go. And they ended up going. And it was such a fantastic and amazing story of all the crazy things they did in Iraq. And, uh, you know, the people they saved, they like walked into like gunfire and were safe. And it's just so crazy. Great story if you haven't if you haven't listened to it. But it is very scary to follow God's call for your life because nobody wants to like walk into bullet fire. (laughs) I'm sure Joshua did not want to, in some ways, did not want to walk into the Canaanite region and fight in all these wars and battles. I'm sure it was a very, very scary thing to do. I mean, think about that. Like Joshua was the leader. He had a lot of things like placed on his shoulders now. Fear would be a first instinct if you're a leader and you have that much responsibility on you, not to mention all these wars that you would have to fight and all these battles of, you know, these Canaanite people that 40 years before this, the Israelites were so terrified of. They were so terrified of. And Joshua was there during that. Don't forget, Joshua was one of the few people that was allowed to go into the promised land after that whole debacle. The, the Canaanite people were a strong, strong people. So strong that the Israelites, 40 years before this, were terrified to fight with in battle. So scared. And now Joshua is the one that's going to lead them into victory and take the promised land for the Israelites. So God tells him multiple times, be strong and very courageous. Now, this strength and courage, of course, comes from the Holy Spirit. We know that Joshua now had the Spirit on him. And it actually says in scripture that the spirit gives us this like supernatural courage that we just can't muster up on our own. Second Timothy 1 7 says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So fear comes from us. That's like the bad stuff. You know, the fear we have of other people. But God gives us the spirit of power, love and of sound mind. When I think of the word sound mind, I think of like, just quietness, you know, just complete and total calmness in the middle of a scary situation. That's what I think of when I hear sound mind. And of course, Joshua had access to this because he had the Holy Spirit. But you and I, we have all been given access to the Holy Spirit who produces these things in us when we invite the Holy Spirit in. So now all of us have access to everything that Second Timothy talks about. This power, this love, this self-control, this sound mind. We have access to all of that. So God tells Joshua, do not be dismayed. Do not be afraid. Yahweh your God is with you wherever you go. That's verse nine. Very famous verse that a lot of people like to stick on their fridge for themselves. And I'm not opposed to that. I think it's fine to take Bible verses and apply them to your own life. I've I've never been against that. 
But we also can't take this out of context because when you look at this entire thing from verses one to nine, this is actually more of a command that God tells Joshua to remain calm under pressure, to have faith and to follow God. Every single verse in this is a command to Joshua. So we can't take it out of context and be like, oh, you know, this verse is talking about how much success God is going to give me as long as I am strong and courageous. It's not talking about that. It is talking about allowing the Holy Spirit to do these things in our lives, allowing the Holy Spirit to give us this supernatural power and love and self-discipline, self-control that he gives us. And in the end, when we have that faith, it's not going to be easy. I I think a lot of people like to use this verse to be like, oh, everything's going to be easy. And God's going to grant me like all this courage and everything's going to be easy. But that's not what this verse is talking about, because things weren't exactly easy for Joshua. We're going to find out later on. Things were not easy for the Israelites to go into the land. And that's why God tells Joshua to remain courageous the entire time. Don't be scared. Don't be fearful. It's going to be hard along the way. But God will be with you. He might not work the same way that you want him to work, but he will be with you. And there's also a command in here that says to follow the law and do everything that the scriptures say, basically. So every single verse in this from verses one through nine is a command to remain faithful to God, even under stress. Do what the scriptures say. Remain faithful. Don't be scared when God does something that you're not expecting. Just remain courageous and faithful. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, pass through the middle of this camp, command the people saying, prepare food for within three days we are to pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which Yahweh your God gives you to possess. So it was going to take three days to prepare for all this. Joshua talked to all the the people that were about to go into the promised land. I'm going to guess that there were plenty that did get left behind, like the women and children. But the men were about to cross over and take the land for themselves. So now it says in verse 12 that Joshua spoke to the Reubenites and to the Gadites and to the half tribe of Manasseh. (laughs) I don't know if you guys remember all this, but the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half tribe of Manasseh actually already had their promised land. They decided they wanted their promised land exactly where they were right now in the wilderness. They liked the land. They thought it was good enough for them. So they actually went to Moses, these two and a half tribes, and were like, hey, Moses, we want this land that we are already in. Like, can this be our inheritance? And Moses said, sure, you can have this land as your inheritance. You don't have to cross over to the Jordan and take that land. However, when the time comes for the Israelites to take their land across the Jordan River, then you need to go with them and you need to help them take that land. And so the two and a half tribes that heard this were like, great, we'll definitely do that. So now Joshua comes to these two and a half tribes and is like, hey, remember that promise you made to Moses? (laughs) Well, it's time to follow through. And he says to them, look, you you were allowed to have your promised land early. You're allowed to stay right where you are. But now you have to come over the Jordan with us and you have to help your brothers fight against the Canaanites and help them take their promised land. And then once God has given them rest is what it says in verse 15, then you can come back here 
and uh, stay with your families and continue to farm this land and do whatever you want here, basically. And so the two and a half tribes answered Joshua. And this was the, the verses I found very interesting. Verses 16 through 18. All that you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we listen to Moses in all things. <laughs> so we will listen to you. They did not listen to Moses in all things. They did listen to Moses when it came to uh, their inheritance. You know, they are following through on their promise. They are going with Joshua. But it actually says in scripture that every tribe of the Israelites was extremely rebellious. Basically, the entire time they were in the wilderness to the point that they even held on to other gods in the wilderness. They did not follow basically any of the law. They did not sacrifice to God in the wilderness. They didn't do much of anything really in the wilderness to worship God. And uh, they continually rebelled against Moses time and time again. And so it's just really funny that they're like, just as we listen to Moses in all things. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't. So we will listen to you. Only may Yahweh, your God, be with you as he was with Moses. Isn't that interesting? Why don't they say Yahweh, our God? I mean, this just kind of shows the heart of where the people are. Like, even though this generation of Israelites here were not as bad as their parents when it comes to rebellion, they were still pretty bad. They still didn't claim Yahweh as their God, even right here. Only may Yahweh, your God, be with you as he was with Moses. I mean, I don't know. That really stood out to me. That really stood out to me. Unless I'm like misreading something when it comes to like ancient language that I'm like missing here. It just seems very strange to me that they wouldn't call Yahweh their God, especially when God was so clear with the Israelite people that he wanted to be very personal with them. We can see that with like the peace offerings and stuff like that. And like the wave offering, like the just the fellowship offerings. You can see that God really wanted a personal relationship with each individual Israelite person, whether a man or woman or child or elderly, it didn't matter. He wanted a relationship with them. So I just find it really interesting, the verbiage that is used here, only may Yahweh your God be with you. I don't know. That's just kind of crazy to me. Then verse 18, they say, whoever rebels against your commandment and doesn't listen to your words and all that you command him shall himself be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. So, I've talked before about how (laughs) in the ancient Hebrew language, people would often very much embellish their language. You can see this um, done previously when people are like, you know, I am your servant such and such, or I am your servant this. Like we've talked about that before, just how the ancient Hebrew language was very uh, embellishing and very um, almost like (laughs) flattery-y. For lack of a better word, right here, verse 18, whoever rebels against your commandment and doesn't listen to your words and all that you command him shall himself be put to death. That's the thing, like the the Israelite people, it was very rare for them to actually follow through on stuff like this. There was very few people that actually got put to death for the sins that they committed. Very few cases where it was actually done, but they kind of talked about it a lot. (laughs) But anyway... This was the first chapter of Joshua. I hope you guys liked it so far. So join me on Friday. We're going to talk about Joshua chapter two, and we're really going to move into the battle of Jericho 
and talk about all of that. We are still in the book of John over in the New Testament, so stay tuned for that tomorrow. We will be back in the book of John, and we are moving into um, Jesus's death and resurrection. So check out that, and also if you love the podcast and you would like to support it, consider buying a t-shirt from the t-shirt shop. I have plenty of Lion of Judah tees in stock right now, and also I updated the P40 Ministries t-shirt and the Bible Explained podcast t-shirt, so those are all linked in the description below. Faithful listeners, I will see you all tomorrow for an episode of John, and as I say at the end of every podcast episode, happy listening, and God bless. Thank you.